Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful. 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 Jesus said, when you pray, say, Father. Father. There's no word quite like Father. Jesus was the one of all who had the right to call God Father. And in many ways, you can distill down the entire mission of Jesus Christ to Father. Jesus did not begin calling God Father when he was here on earth. Long before there was an earth, he was calling God Father. There is one God whose Son is Jesus Christ. And the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were long before there was Lilburn, Atlanta, the United States, before there was Earth or Mars or Jupiter or Saturn or our galaxy or the sun or all the other suns that are out there. Long before there was anything, there was God, and the Father was calling Jesus Son, and Jesus was calling his Father Dad. But the most amazing thing happens when the disciples ask a simple five-word question, Lord, teach us to pray. Five words, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus gives a five-word answer. When you pray, say, Father. All true prayer rises out of that one word, Father. It is the line of demarcation that distinguishes Christianity from every other world religion. We have the only faith that not only allows us, but rightfully infuses into us the right to call God Father. The, the, the line of demarcation in our Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament is, is marked by the word Father. On earth, there are those who rightfully can call God Father and those who cannot. It's the distinguishing factor among humanity. It's Father. And even among us as Christians, there are those of us this morning who come in and immediately we begin relating to our Father. And there are some of us who are genuinely followers of Jesus Christ. We are legitimately born of God. And yet, we don't feel comfortable. We don't feel confident relating to God as Father. But when Jesus taught his disciples, and it's the same for every one of us today, when Jesus answers our question, Lord, teach us to pray, he immediately says, when you pray, say, Father, God wants to give you today the confidence 
to relate to him, not just today, tomorrow, every day to relate to God as Father. It was a, several years ago, God warned me. He said, Fred, you teach a lot on prayer. But don't ever allow prayer to become common. Don't ever teach it like, here we go again. I said, okay, Lord, how do I do this? What's the key to maintaining intimacy with you and relevancy every time I pray? What's the key? And he said to me, one word, Father. Father. Last year, the College of Prayer trained about five million pastors and Christians around the world. But I want to say to you as my family, my own prayer life today, I feel like I'm starting all over again because of one word, Father. Father. Now, it took me a couple years after God started putting this in my spirit that he gave me another word picture that described my ongoing relationship with him from the moment he spoke it to me. I've never preached on this subject before, but today, by the grace of God, I want to do my best to put this in your spirit the way God put it in my spirit. And what he said to me is not only do I want you, when you talk to me, not only do I want you to call me Father, but with your cooperation from this day forward, I want to reparent you. I want to reparent you. On behalf of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, your father is saying to you today, I want to reparent you. Regardless of what your earthly father was like, no matter how many father wounds you may be carrying with you, this applies to you just as much as it does to anyone else. When you pray, say, Father. I was in a group a number of years ago. It was actually Latin America. There were about 45 missionaries gathered together for a whole week. And after a week of teaching, I asked permission to lead at a three-hour prayer service. And they said, sure, we would love that. And the whole first half hour we did nothing but respond to the name Father. About 10 minutes in, a woman, and they were all missionaries, a woman starts screaming like she was being stung with bees or something. She stands and goes running out. And here I am trying to lead this nice prayer meeting. Several women went out and ministered to her. 
The Lord told me, Fred, hold point. I'm pouring the Father's love into these people. And even for some of these missionaries, it's uncomfortable. But there's nothing they need more. When you pray, say, Father. Brothers and sisters, you can summarize the entire ministry of Christ around the word Father. For all eternity, there was only one who could rightfully call God Father, and that was Jesus. And the reason Jesus then came born of a virgin was to take the right that he has to call God Father and to give it to every one of us. To give you the right to call God Father with all the benefits that come with his fathering. All that is yours in Christ. Is it any wonder that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Think of that. Think of that. No one, no other religious leader in all history can give his followers the right to call God Father. No one. Jesus uniquely does that. It is the mission of Jesus. He came so that we might no longer run around as spiritual orphans. Before he died, Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. I will not leave you as orphans. What that means is, without me, you are orphans. You see, there's, in our country, there's this common misconception that every person on earth is a child of God. You've heard this. Basically, you know, we all are going to end up in heaven, and uh, there's no difference in faiths and religions and so forth, that everyone is deep down a child of God. Well, the great humanitarian Jesus begs to differ with you. Jesus said in John chapter 8, he said, you are of your father the devil. Well, what do you do with that? You see, we were born children of darkness. We were born spiritual orphans. No matter how good our parents were, and none of them are perfect, but no matter how you would rank your own parents, that they cannot give you spiritual adoption. No good praying mother can grandfather in, so to speak, her children to be born again automatically. Only Christ can give anyone the right to authentically call God Father. When you pray, say Father. Now, when Jesus was on earth 
when he was about 30 years of age, before he began his public ministry, he went and was baptized. At his baptism, it says that the Holy Spirit came on to him and the Father spoke to him. Now, there you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've got Jesus getting baptized, you've got the Holy Spirit coming on him, and you've got the Father speaking. But listen to what the Father said. You are my Son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Now, that is the full Father's blessing. Most of us have heard the Father's blessing, the term Father's blessing. What is the Father's blessing? The Father's blessing is acceptance. No rejection. Unconditional acceptance. I will accept you no matter whatever happens. That's part of the Father's blessing. The second part is affection. I will love you no matter what. An unconditional love. And the third is affirmation. I will bless you. I will never take away your inheritance Your inheritance is an eternal inheritance. Now, when the Father spoke to the Son, he spoke the Father's blessing. You are my Son. That's the blessing of acceptance. Whom I love, that's affection. With you I am well pleased, that's affirmation. It's the trifecta of the Father's blessing. Now, when you received eternal life in Jesus Christ, you received the trifecta of the Father's blessing. And no one, no one, no one can ever take that from you. No one can steal your birthright. No one can take away your spiritual inheritance. But listen to me carefully. This is the issue. From the moment you are born again, While your Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, their whole operation is to affirm your birthright, to affirm your acceptance, the affection of the Father for you, the affirmation of the Father on you. You have an enemy who cannot steal your adoption, but he can make you feel like an orphan. The enemy cannot attack, he cannot directly attack the father, but when he attacks your adoption, it's the closest he can get to attacking the father, and that's why he attacks your adoption. And what he does The enemy does not play fair. When you go through, or when I go through adversity, illness, financial problems, family issues, go through a divorce, go through a rejection, go through abandonment, go through all those woundings that is part of living life. When we go through those things, the enemy will immediately attack your adoption. And the enemy will say, see, God doesn't love you. 
That would never have happened if God didn't forsake you. God's forsaken you. He, he, God may answer other people's prayers, but he obviously, look at this, he obviously doesn't, doesn't answer your prayers. And, and now, when Jesus said to a group of people, you are of your father the devil, the next thing he said was, who is a liar and the father of lies. So what the, the enemy does is he lies to us more often about our adoption than about anything else. God doesn't love you. Your salvation wasn't real. God was not there with you when that happened or he would have stepped in and, and kept it from happening. Lies, 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 lies. Yes. So what, what, what happens to us as believers is we have the Father's voice telling us, I love you. And we've got the orphan voice saying, he doesn't love you. I'm going to protect you. He's not going to protect you. I'm going to provide for you. He's not going to provide for you. You better look out for yourself. Look at what happened last time you trusted him. And the bottom line is, the, the voice of the father says, you can trust me, and the voice of the orphan says, you cannot trust him. It comes down to trust. That's why it, so often this happens. When our worship team leads us in a song, perfectly selected, it all comes down. The, the issue this morning with Father is trust. Are, are you going to leave here trying to make the best of your life on your own, or are you going to trust him? Are you going to spend the rest of your life listening to the orphan voice, or are you going to spend the rest of your life listening to the Father voice? This is not a matter of positive thinking. This is a matter of your birthright. This is what Jesus came to give you. I want to give you this scripture. You see, when Jesus prayed, virtually every prayer recorded in the Bible that Jesus prayed, he started Father. When he was outside, the one I love this one, he was outside of Lazarus' tomb. You got a crying sister, you got a crying sister, and you got dead Lazarus. And so he says, roll away the stone. Ah, oh, it's going to smell bad, Lord. He's been dead four days. Roll away the stone. What does Jesus say? Father, I know that you always hear me when I pray. How would you like to say that? You can. If you're in Christ, you can say that. Father, I know you always hear me when I pray. If God puts that in your spirit, it'll break off the orphan voice. But, so I'm not praying for my sake but for the sake of those who hear me, so that when they see what's about to happen, they'll give you credit for it. Oh, I love that. And then there he is on the cross. Twice. He says, Father. Father, 
forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And then, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. What, what, that's, that was the last one he said. What is that? That's trust. Now, just think with me. Even if this is outside of your, your framework for life, before you came here today, think with me. The one true God who has always been Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Father has always been calling the Son, Son. The Son has always been calling his Father, Dad. The Godhead did not want the Son being the only one who can call Father, Father. So he came to earth to share with you the ability to call him Father. That's what it's all about. But in order to pay the price to give you and me the right to call him Father, when Jesus was on the cross, he cried out in his heart language. You know, when you're in pain, you cry out your instinctive heart language. Eli, Eli, lama shabakthani. Or my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For the first time in all eternity, Jesus was ruptured from experiencing his right relationship with the Father. Why? Because he loved you enough, you and I, who knew nothing but a ruptured relationship with the Father, that we might now be bought into his family to give us the privilege of calling him for the first time, Father. For the first time, Jesus lost it so that the first time you can have it. Ah! There's no way to outdo that. It is the entire plan of Christ is adoption. He took my life as a spiritual orphan, as a beggar boy on the street, and brought me into a family. So that I can call him dad. Daddy. Papa. Father. But it's not just calling him father, it's allowing him to re-parent me. How many of you would like to stop getting older? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I have the secret of overcoming the aging process. I promise you. 
The secret is allowing him to reparent you. The more you are reparented, the more aware you are of the Father's love for you, the younger you will get. I promise you. It's absolutely true. And you know the amazing thing is, this is, this is why we love blessing children in our church. This is why Jesus said, unless you become like a little child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you allow me to reparent you, you're not going to have any share in the kingdom. It's absolutely incredible. Everything comes down to Father. Jesus came ultimately for one reason, so that you could call him Father. And he could call you daughter, son. It doesn't get any better than that. So that you can say from this day forward, Father, I know you always hear my prayers. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Charity, my buddy, come on up here. Charity, you look beautiful today. Come on up here. Let's hear it for Charity. Up one more. Now, Charity knows she's loved by God. But I'm going to just demonstrate. Remember I told you the threefold trifecta of the Father's Blessing. I'm going to illustrate this for charity. Okay. So take this hand and put it on that shoulder. This is a picture of the Father's acceptance. On behalf of the Father, charity, Jesus will never forsake you. He will never reject you. Because you are in Christ, you are as acceptable to the Father as Christ himself. Hallelujah. Now your other hand, put it over here. This is his affection. His affection. He loves you. He doesn't just love you, he likes you. He smiles, he sings over you. Then you just leave your hands right there. And on top, he affirms you. He's proud of you, Charity. He's proud that you chose him, that you trust him. And every day, he speaks to you like he speaks to his son. You are my daughter. You're my daughter. You're accepted. Whom I love, Charity. You're loved. With you, I am well pleased. I bless you with dignity and honor and significance. Because you are in Christ, you have the trifecta of the Father's blessing on your life every day. Every day. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Lord. Thank you.
Now, there's two things I want us to do before we leave. The second of the two is I'm going to lead us just like I led charity. I'm going to lead all of us to receive the threefold Father's blessing. But first, we need to do business because we have an enemy. And he has assigned, I'm just telling you, he has assigned to you and to your children an evil spirit of an orphan to sit on your shoulder and time to time tell you you've been forsaken, you've been cheated, and that orphan spirit, that orphan voice Lies, 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 lies. And every lie is out to take your trust away from you so that you do not trust the Lord. Yes. I'm just telling you. It's the truth. That voice. That voice will tell you you're not accepted, you're rejected. That voice will tell you you're, you're always going to be poor. You're never going to have enough. That voice will tell you it's going to lie to you that you're sick and you're going to die prematurely. That voice will tell you all kinds of things. You're a piece of junk. Your life isn't worth living. God was not there when you went through the divorce or, or whatever that crisis was. And that voice will constantly tell you to compare yourself to somebody else who has it better than you. You know what I'm talking about. It's a liar. When you break off that orphan voice, listen to me, the Father will tell you, you're unique. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. I'm not going to treat you like everyone else because you're not like everyone else. But I'm going to show my love to you right down the middle of your life, and you can trust him. You can trust him. Now, to keep this real, I need to ask, and I'd like to have a show of hands. I'm just going to point this out again, and I'm going to ask you a quick question. The, the, the orphan voice says you're all alone, that God cheated you, that he's rejected you, and it, it, it stirs up fear, anxiety, loneliness, at times self-hatred, now, I want to ask you, how many of you have ever heard the orphan voice? Let me see your hands. Yeah, look at this. I'm telling you, that is not the voice of God. And today, we're going to break that off. The orphan voice has no place because we are children of the Father. Let's all stand, please, together. If you walked in, you can stand right now, please. Just hold your hands out with me and pray this prayer. Loving Father, Loving Father I trust in you. In Jesus' name. I receive my birthright. Not through what I have done, but what Jesus Christ has done for me. I am accepted. I am loved. And I am special. In Jesus' name.
And now we're going to make a declaration. We're going to break off that orphan voice. Right now, I break off the orphan voice. Okay, maybe you weren't ready. Let's say it together. Right now, I break off the orphan voice. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not an orphan. I am a child of God. I am loved. I am accepted. And I am blessed with all rights and privileges. Now take your one hand and cross your body. Put it on the opposite shoulder. Because I am in Christ, I am accepted as Christ. Take your other hand, put it across your body. Because I am in Christ, I am loved in Christ. Lord, press your love into every heart right now. Just these two are enough to change everything inside. Press your love, your loving acceptance. Press the Father's blessing into us. Now take your either hand and put it on your own forehead. Because I am in Christ, I am blessed in Christ. I am a child of God along with Jesus. I'm an heir of God and a co-heir with Jesus Christ. Jesus' inheritance is my inheritance. I receive the blessing that is mine in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Let's thank the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now, if you would, just hold your hands out before the Lord. Father, we want you to reparent us. Lord, I want you to reparent me. This afternoon, tonight, when I get up tomorrow, every day, reparent me in Jesus' name. Make that your own prayer. Make it your own prayer all over the room. So put it, use your own words. I see the Lord removing things that we have not trusted him with in the past. He's exposing areas of darkness, of unbelief. One of my friends was with his son who exposed the fact that he'd been really bullied as as a younger child. And they, they started praying. And as they prayed, they declared the blessing of God over the son. And the father wisely said, where was Jesus when you were being bullied? And the boy said, sitting right next to me. You see, it makes all the difference when we see from God's perspective. When we see from God's perspective, when we overturn the dark lies of the orphan voice, and when we get God's perspective. I've heard a similar story to that so many times. 
during sexual molestation, during other times when we feel severely abandoned, why bad things happen to good people, we'll never figure out until we get to heaven. But God never forsakes his children. And we can trust him. Lord, we started today with healing, and now we welcome your healing into the wounds, into the caverns of our hearts, into those areas where there's been distrust, where there's been even anger and bitterness. Lord, we open up our brokenness to your healing presence this morning. Continue to pour out your healing in this place. Even in these moments right now, Lord, pour out your healing in Jesus' name.